بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد فقد قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في القرآن المجيد بعد عوض بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ولا تستوي الحسنة والسيئة ادفع بال ولا تستوي الحسنة بالسيئة ادفع بالتي أحسن فإذا الذي بينك وبينه عداوة كأنه ولي حميم وما يلقاها إلا الذين صبروا وما يلقاها إلا ذو حظ عظيم سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا رب الشح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي my dear uh, colleague Mufti Azaz uh, pretty much encapsulated the topic very well and I was just taking notes, I was just telling him as I was writing a story I'm going to share, I heard him on the speaker mention it, crossed it out, and then write up another story I'm going to say, he said it crossed it out, so it hasn't really left much for me to, uh, to speak about. Uh, the, and, and I think this is Munasib, this has got 15 minutes for the talk show to begin, so just a few points inshallah. The, the topic was actually the theme of this whole retreat, if you notice the flyer um, that, was, that was passed out, the very same ayah that was written, the translation that was written there is pretty much the title of this topic, Repelling Evil with Goodness. Um, and few points that I wanted to share here is that it's easy for a person to say I'm sincere. It's easy for a person to say I'm a Muslim, I'm a mu'min, I'm a khadim of the deen, I work for Allah, I love Allah, I do things for the sake of Allah. And it's very easy to write yours sincerely at the bottom of a letter. But words really mean nothing. Actions is what is the key thing. Nabi alayhi salatu salam mentioned that the, one of the most beloved actions, the most beloved action in the sight of Allah is al-hubbu fillah wal-bughdu fillah. To love each other for the sake of Allah is something which is noteworthy. What does it mean to love each other for the sake of Allah? Loving each other for the sake of Allah, one aspect of that is, gets tested, is, is that person who harms you knowingly, unknowingly, but because he has something or she is a believer and is a, at the end of it not even a believer, it's a creation of Allah and you love them for that and so you're willing to be kind with them even though they're not being kind with you. It is so easy to be kind with people who are kind with us. Usually these parties, Friday night, Saturday night parties throughout our city, who, who goes to these you know, big parties at home? It's the same group of 10-15 people. They invite each other again and again and again and again. That's it. The same group, they see each other's, you know, they sit in each other's company every single weekend. But how many of them are opening up doors for people who are not from their clique, their group, their socioeconomic status, their net worth? Very few. And how many of them are willing to open up doors to people who have been harsh with them and mean with them? Very few. This is the test of ikhlas and sincerity is that we feed people and we are kind with people who are not kind with us. Because only a person who is a mu'min and who believes in Allah and who expects to get from Allah can do this. A person who does not believe in Allah, doesn't believe in the last day, what type of society will that be? Where the strong devour the weak. Where the smart Alex or the smart ones, they devour the okay people, the average people, the you know, unlucky guy, as they say, the simple people. If you, you, know, you know how to manipulate the market, manipulate the business. And those are the ones who go forward. I remember one person, they said about a Fulan doctor. They said, oh, mashallah, he's a doctor. He said, he's a very sharif doctor. He's a very sharif doctor. 
He's, he's, a, he's a simple doctor. He's not very rich because he's why he follows the rules. Uh, he, he's a very sida sada guy. He's a, he's a, he doesn't know how to manipulate things. Not to say you don't, you don't become, ri- you become rich only through manipulation, but you get the point. The way that the system is designed outside is that if you want to be so-called successful, you have to know how to cut corners. You, know how, you have to know how to be smart. You have to know how to evade this, find loopholes, etc., etc. And in the process of that, we end up oppressing so many people. So the true ikhlas, the test of ikhlas comes for you and me, not in the first night of marriage. Allah forbid, Allah forbid, Allah forbid. But if the marriage breaks, the true ikhlas will come there. How do you act with that person? How do you act with the family? After, yes, you didn't get along, you moved on. But literally, is it the entire life? Are we going to do is every single walima, nikah, aqiqah, we're going to badmouth that person? This is what we hear always. The test, the test of ikhlas is not to say, mashallah, I've got such a great husband, I've got such a great wife in the first month of marriage. It's after uh, many years have gone by and ups and downs, what do you have to say? Or Allah forbid in that case, which is ever becoming more common every day, when the marriage is, 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 falls apart and you, go, you decide to go either way, opposite ways, how do you interact? Allah Jalla Jalalu says in the Quran, tasrihum bi ihsan. If you want to stay, stay happily. And if you want to go ways, do it nicely. Just part ways nicely. There's enough creation out there. There's enough human beings. There's enough men, enough women. May Allah grant you a good partner. May Allah grant me a good partner. The test of ikhlas is, my friends, that a person raises his hand and makes dua for his, for his ex-wife, for, his, for her ex-husband, for their ex-daughter-in-law, ex-son-in-law. That it didn't work out, but Ya Allah, make their life good for them. Subhanallah. At the end of the day, they're human. They're a Muslim. They're, what, they, you didn't get along on the, same, on the same wavelength. And yes, maybe they did something wrong to you. But why do we have to sit there and dedicate our life to cursing them? And, and every, after every single dua, making dua against them. This is our own weakness within our own selves. That we can't give up these grudges. And we hold on to these things. No matter how oppressed we have become, my brothers... If you want to outdo the other person, you want to go ahead. People, they talk about the Islamophobes or outsiders, you know, flicking, giving us a middle finger and swearing at us at a gas station and whatnot. I tell them, by, tell them, God bless you, give them a flying kiss. That, that is, is what you call the arrow that will pierce them. Because of course they expect you to, they expect you're going to respond with not one middle finger, two middle fingers. But you don't. You, give them a, you say, God bless you, I love you, have a great day. They don't expect that. That hits them because why? They thought you were like them. A person thinks that others are going to be like him. He says, man, I'm full of anger. I thought you are as well. But you shock me. You have repelled that evil with goodness and he has lost the game right there. No matter if he throws a rock at your car, he's gone. In deep down, he knows he's a loser. These are things we have to do. Our Quran is telling us, not only do you defeat your opponent like this, uh, it's mentioned that once Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was mentioned by some ulama that he was someone who spoke very ill of Rasulullah Sallallahu and using his tongue. So the question is asked, who will go cut off this person's tongue? Some people think he's going to cut off with a sword, with a knife, with a scissor. No, with ihsan. Who is going to be so kind to that person that it will not allow that person to use his tongue against you? Learn how to repel evil with kindness, wallahi, this is the nuskha from the Qur'an. The method of the Qur'an, when people are evil and mean and harsh to you, and you hate it, you're upset about it, you want to stop it, 
win them over. Do such ihsan and ikram. Al-insan wa abdul ihsan. A human being is a slave of kindness, servant of kindness. When you repel evil with kindness, all of a sudden, the promise of Allah, Allah is saying, That person between you and him is enmity. He will not just become a friend, he will become your best friend. We said hamim, we're learning in tafsir class. What is hamim? Hamim we know is hot water. That's why they call hamam. Hamam, the bats, is hot water, right? It's used to take hot bats. So people, they they wonder like, oh, what's a big deal about hot water? Those of us who have always born and raised and have gotten everything on that silver platter, we don't know that, you know, the good old days and even to majority part of the world, you don't have hot water every day. You have to go warm up water in, in, with firewood and, and then you will be able to get some hot water for, for your shower on Friday or whatever else you want to do from one bucket. It's not readily available 20 minute hot shower. That's why it's called a hammam. A lot of people don't have this at home. So you used to go to the public baths where the hot water is present. So hamim is something that's boiling. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, that person who has enmity for you, bainaka wa bainu adawa, this massive thing called adawa, anger, enmity is between you and him. If you repel that evil with goodness, fa'idha fa, it means it, this will happen, the next thing will happen. Taqib, this happens next. Ida mufaja, suddenly. You don't expect it. Suddenly, you don't expect it. What's going to happen? Bainaka, that individual who hated you, it's as though, it's, it can't be, but it's as though. Because his akhlaq have changed instantaneously. It's as though he's become a wali, a caretaker, a friend, and hameem. Why is this friend called hameem, boiling water? So the same root word. It means that this ulama explained that it means that this friend will become such a friend that when someone, that same friend that used to bad mouth you behind your back and on your face, he will become such a friend of yours that if anyone speaks ill about you, his face will turn red out of anger. And he will stand up for your defense even when you're not present. That how dare you say this about my friend? That same person who had such harsh words for you will become your staunchest supporter. This is the meaning of Hameem. Subhanallah. What magic is this? It is simply repelling evil with kindness. Give him something he doesn't have. My brothers and sisters, when a person, and these, these, this talk is not hypothetical talk. This is my life and your life on a daily basis. There is always, every day we get rubbed the wrong way. Every day. There's someone says something to us, sends a text message to us, we read something out there, we hear something. Every single day probably, not a day goes by, that something happens in our life at the hands of someone, maybe a beloved one, near one or someone, that upsets us. So it's very practical. Allah Jalla Jalalu is saying, when you come across these things, learn how to, how to act. Because your expectations is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you are a person who is not, who is living the day to day without believing that you're going to face your Lord, then you want immediate gratification and you want to be paid in full now. But we, we are not like that. We say, Hamto We're going to take it from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tomorrow. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will pay us the best handsomely for this. Allah Jalla Jalal who speaks about this aspect of forgiveness and repelling evil with goodness three places in the Quran. Okay? Three places. One place in Suratul Araf. One place in Suratul Mu'minun. And one place in Surah Hamim Sajda or Surah Fussilat. Allah says in Suratul Araf, the last ruku, last ruku, last page, 
before Surah Anfal begins. Allah says, خُذِ الْعَفْوَ وَأْمُرْ بِالْعُرْفِ وَأَعْرِضْ عَنِ الْجَاهِلِينَ O Rasulullah, O Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, grab on to, Afu has two meanings. One Afu is explained as, whatever is acceptable. Just take whatever is acceptable. Lower the standards from people. Sunniya. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa is being told, subhanAllah, advice from me and all of us. Lower the standards. Don't expect, don't push people to give you 100% grade A, what, grade A or 4A or whatever they call it. Expect the best from yourself. But don't expect the most from people. Whatever. Whatever you give is fine. Whatever you treat me like is fine. Whatever you serve is fine. Nabi sallallahu is being told that, yes, ibadah, you have to have the best ibadah. But from the sahaba, accept whatever they give you. So if he's being told about how to treat the Sahaba, what about me and you from the people? If a person is coming to the masjid, a youngster today, he's coming to the masjid, my brothers and sisters. He may not be wearing the topi. He may have a chain around his neck. He may have his, you know, wearing shorts. He may have his pants below the ankles. A sister may not be wearing her hijab properly. She may be wearing revealing clothing. But the fact she came to the masjid, subhanAllah is the greatest thing. In this day and age, what is there in a masjid? All the excitement is outside. Accept it. That they came to the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Where were we when we were young? What's happening? Where are our own children today? The fact that these youth are coming to the masjid, no matter what situation, accept it. Bit by bit, slowly we'll make progress. But if we treat them with, with, at this high level of standard of what we are when we're at 60 or 50, it's not fair. We have to accept with whatever they, ha- whatever they come with. Second meaning as afu is forgiveness. That grab onto forgiveness, Ya Rasulullah. When people mistreat you, when people misspeak to you, then don't say, You don't know who you are speaking to? You don't know who I am? How dare you speak? Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa is being informed. Forgive. Number two, when you say forgive, there's no point. Forget it. How you say you're forgiving him when you say, I'm going to see you in court tomorrow on the day of judgment? What kind of forgiveness is that? That's the worst one. I'd rather you say, I see you in court tomorrow at 8 a.m. in Glen Heights or somewhere. Then you say, I'm going to see you on the day of judgment. But this is also a new type of forgiveness people say. Right? So no. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa is being told, forgive. And number two, don't give up on people. Keep on saying those things which will be beneficial to them. Give them advice still. Say, bhai, you know, this is not the way it should be done. I'm hurt. If you want to care about my feelings or not, I'm just letting you know I'm hurt. And this is why. Share with them. Because maybe they don't know. Maybe they don't know. Maybe they unintentionally they've hurt your feelings. You got to give people benefit of the doubt. Not everyone's out there who's just out there attacking you for the sake of attacking. Some people don't know that they're coming off the wrong way. So we have to tell them. No, he should know better. She should know better. Why, why, why you say that? I don't know what's behind my back. You have to come and tell me. If I'm coming off the wrong way, if I'm saying something which you don't like, you have to come at least be kind of. This is what you call ukhuwa, brotherly love. That yes, I hurt your feelings, but at least come and tell me that. Number three, if after giving that, some people say, thank you so much, I didn't realize I've hurt your feelings. And some people say, I don't care. Tough luck. You know, get thick skin, etc., etc. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling Rasulullah Turn your face away from such ignorant people. Turn your face. My brothers and sisters, there are two multiple words the Quran uses, hadith literature uses. One is the word istidbar. Istadbar. 
Istadbara is to show your back, apni peet dikhana. What does that mean? To turn around and walk away. Allah doesn't say, وَاسْتَدْبِرْ anil jahilin. Turn your back away and chodo inko. Nay, Allah says, وَأَعْرِضْ Turn your face away. Aridha is your cheek. Aridha is your, don't to turn 180 degrees. Turn 90 degrees. Why 90 degrees? You're looking. If this person is willing tomorrow, day after tomorrow, next month is willing to change, you'll turn back again. And you'll speak to them. If you give your back, how do you know if this person wants to change, come back to you? You're not giving you an opportunity. Keep the doors open for people to build a connection back with you. After you've tried and failed, don't completely give up on anyone. Just give them one side of your cheek, meaning you're not going to be crying over them, but still you're having your ears open, one eyes, one eye focused there. If they turn, decide to turn back, you'll be willing to take them. Subhanallah. My brothers and sisters, the second ayah, Allah Jalla Jalalu says, this is one of the mutashabiyat. I know Ramadan is coming, but this is what happens. Allah says, repel evil with what is the best. Listen, ahsan is what? Ism tafdil. It is not itfa asayya bil hasana. Repel evil with good. Allah says, repel it with ahsan. What's ahsan? Best. It's a superlative form. Best. Meaning if there are a million levels of goodness, don't take the middle category. No. Repel evil with the top, the most highest level of goodness that is available to you. You understand? Don't just, if with a smile, a glass of water, maybe a box of chocolates. Go all the way you can. It's hard on your nafs, but do it with the best, highest grade. Don't repel it with similar evil or... Number one. Don't repel it with goodness. Number two. Repel it with the best of goodness. What Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, if you do that, نَحْنُ أَعْلَمُ بِمَا يَصِفُونَ هَمْ جَانْتَهِ يَلُوكْ يَا كَهْرَيْ هَمْ خُوب جَانْتَهِ أَعْلَمُ Allah says, don't worry, I know you're hurt. I know very well what they've said to you and what they're saying to you and what they will say to you in the future. Everything is being heard and calculated and recorded by me. Don't think, بَيَا مَرِي كُوِي بَاتْنِي سُنْرَائِ that is Allah. And He will give you full reward for the emotional suffering you went through. You don't need to put it up on Facebook. You don't need to put it on your WhatsApp status. That this is what happened. No. What's the point? I put my complaint to Allah Jalla Jalla. Shikayat. Put your complaint. No one say no complaint. Complain to Allah. Don't make broadcasts. That doesn't help your case. That doesn't help your case. Why? You're already getting the sympathy. Tomorrow Allah will say, well, you already got it. You wanted sympathy? Look, there's 10 people at your door crying for you. If you want to get reward for this, say, Allah, I want, your, I want empathy and sympathy tomorrow. Yani rewards. Turn our attention to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. نَحْنُ أَعْلُ And the last ayah is the, the ayah of Surah Hamim Sajda. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَا تَسْتَوِ الْحَسَنَةُ وَلَا السَّيَّعَةُ نَيْكِ اور بُرَائِ كَبِي بَرَابَرْ هُوِي نَيْ سَكْتِ It'll never be equal. This is amazing. Because this is obvious. Of course, نَيْكِ and بُرَائِ بَرَابَرْ نَيْهُ سَكْتِ Who doesn't know that? Goodness and badness is not equal. The point is when people say, but aapne dekha nahi unhane mujhse kaisi baat ki? Aapne dekha nahi unhane kya kiya? You haven't seen what they did to me. You haven't seen, but, but. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you can't, you, you, I'm telling you something which is way beyond that, which is much higher and loftier. You take the high road. Why are you trying to act the same way? لا يستوون 
They will never be equal. The believer and the disbeliever, a believer and a fasik will never be equal. So why do you keep on saying, but, 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 they did this to me and she said this and she did that. Leave that. We know they did that. We want you to take the high road. And which, which I have explained already, all of a sudden you'll see that the one between who you had enmity will become your friend. What type of friend? Best friend. And remember the word Hamim. Now all these three verses that I've shared with you, all of them have one theme after that. And we'll end with this point. Right? Allah SWT says, and if shaitan injects you with a whispering, then what should you do? Seek protection in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What does it tell you? Is that whenever uh, argumentation or any type of misunderstanding happens between you and your spouse, between you and your children, between you and your business partner, between you and a musalli, between anyone, remember the referee, not referee, what you're going to call that? The, 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 the guys who sit in the bleachers and the crowd, the fan base, the one that you know claps and hoorays. Huh? Spectators, the cheerleaders, subs, spectators, cheerleaders, referee, coach, kone. Iblis what you know do. It's Iblis and his whole army. They're sitting on all the bleachers. They're the referee also. They're the judge also. They are the coaches on both sides. They want to see gladiator in a fight. That's what it is. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, as soon as you feel anger, blood rushing to you, anger inside, know very well this is an injection from shaitan. Is we're asking you to just say it. Just say something back. All of us sitting here know exactly what I'm talking about. Because we've all been injected by shaitan multiple times a day. Things go wrong and we feel like saying something. And we do sometimes. We feel like do something. And we do sometimes. We have only become a helper of the shaitan. We decided to go sit on the bleachers and sit with shaitan's army and join, join them in clapping. Inna lillahi wa inna Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and say, a'udhu billahi min shaitan rajim Is this easy? No, it's not easy. Who is going to be able to do this? This gift has only been given. You don't get this in the Walmart or supermarket. This is given by Allah. This is a gift. This person, look how much money he has. Wow, what a gift of Allah. My brothers and sisters, to be patient in the, in the midst of an ang- when you're angry, to be resilient and to hold yourself back in an argument, this is a huge gift of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wealth is not the only thing. That's just one thing. Allah is saying, وَمَا يُلَقَّهَا إِلَّا الَّذِينَ صَبَرُوا This is only given by Allah to those who are patient. وَمَا يُلَقَّهَا إِلَّا ذُو حَظٍ عَظِيمٍ And only a very lucky individual who has been given a huge share of the, of the blessings of Allah will be able to do this. What is that? To repel evil with goodness. I pray to Almighty Allah Azza wa Jal that He makes you and I, our spouses and our children and our parents from amongst these lucky individuals who are able to repel every day evil with kindness, evil with goodness, who are able to forgive those who've oppressed us, who are able to do ihsan and kindness towards those people who cut off their ties with us, whether they are relatives, whether they are friends, whether they are students, whether they are teachers, whether they are uh, ran, uh, you know, acquaintances. May Allah Jalla Jalaluhu make us from amongst those who will take the high road.